You're listening to a 3CR podcast created in the studios of independent community radio station 3CR in Melbourne, Australia. For more information, go to allthews.3cr.org.au. Think again with Borderlands Cooperative. Join us for critical conversations about things that matter. Every Friday at 10am on 3CR Community Radio. 855am on your dial. And on 3CR Digital and streaming live at 3cr.org.au. So together, let's think again about important matters affecting us, like economics, politics, education, health, climate, and what we can do about it all. Welcome to our 68th program of Think Again and our 26th remote program in the time of the coronavirus. This program is presented to you by Borderlands Cooperative, an organisation that's been dedicated to social change for over 20 years. I'm Jennifer Burrell. My usual co-host Jacques Boulet isn't with us today, but I'm joined by Mark Zensack from the Tax Justice Network Australia. Welcome to the program, Mark. Thanks, Jen, and really pleased to be on the program. Mm -hmm. Well, we're really happy to have you on it too. Thank you, Mark. Today, we're revisiting the issue of tax fairness and the tax measures proposed by the federal government to get us out of the COVID economic slump. Federal Treasurer Josh Frydenberg wants to bring forward previously legislated tax cuts. In addition, he proposes incentives for businesses to expand their operations as part of the COVID recovery plan. Of course, this all assumes that the benefits of helping businesses will trickle down to ordinary people and those on the lowest income. This tax relief proposal for businesses is worth $158 billion, this particular proposal, and according to reporting in The Age and even more pointedly in the New Daily and The Guardian, much of this will go to, surprise, surprise, high-income earners. So with the federal government's plans to gift tax breaks to the higher end of town, Mark Zernsack's letter to The Age on the 2nd of September caught our eyes. It's really worth reading in full. It starts with a heading, Business Leaders Shirk Responsibility to Society. And Mark says, It is hardly front page news that some well-off business leaders do not like paying tax and want to contribute less to the well-being of our community. These people want to pay less towards our hospital system, aged care, mental health services, JobKeeper payments and family violence services, no matter what the circumstances. These are the things our taxes pay for. At a time when the majority of Australians are looking for governments to keep spending to get us through the pandemic, the last thing we should be thinking about doing is giving away government revenue to the wealthy. So that's a really strong letter, Mark, and it certainly corresponds with what we've been loudly broadcasting in our weekly Think Again program. So I want to ask you to expand on your letter to the Age Edda, but firstly, Mark, Can you tell us a bit about the Tax Justice Network and its objectives and its work and and really what is the tax problem that needs to be fixed? Look, the the Tax Justice Network emerged as a global movement and it primarily emerged in response to injustices within the tax system at a global level. So 
particularly it, it had a focus on the fact that multinational corporations were avoiding paying their taxes engaged in both tax evasion tax avoidance particularly mm. in developing countries and leaving them shortchanged that led to the the formation of the tax justice network out of the UK and originally some of the funding for that came from some people in Jersey who were very mm. unhappy about the fact that their island had been turned into a tax haven and was being used and abused by mm. the finances and the corporations to avoid paying their taxes as they should to the cost of the people of, of Jersey. Mm. Um, and then it, it, did, it sparked into a global movement and it really got a lot of life in the global financial crisis was what really uh, sparked it off. And people saw the, the injustice of governments bailing out the too, too big to fail, uh, too big to jail end of town. And a lot of the austerity measures fell on ordinary people. Now, here in Australia, we avoided some of the worst of that, that impact. It was certainly felt in other places. For Australia, the Tax Justice Network really took off around the first Tony Abbott, Joe Hockey budget, which was, for a majority of people, seen as a very highly unfair budget that again targeted low income people on low income in the hardship in our community in order to benefit the very well off in our society and the the corporate uh, end. So it it was formed in Australia and it has uh, quite a large number of members made up of trade unions, community groups, community service groups, uh, and groups concerned about overseas development and addressing overseas poverty. Mm, that's really interesting, Mark. It's interesting that the same issues are being picked up internationally um, to different and being played out to different degrees. The, um, the idea that the most wealthy people are getting away without paying their fair tax and the burdens being carried by people at the bottom. Mm. Uh, look, absolutely. And, and one of the big issues there was the fact that corporations and wealthy individuals have played the tax laws of different countries off against each other for mm. their benefit. Mm. Yeah, and sometimes that becomes a bit of a race to the bottom, doesn't it? With all the different um, regimes competing for, uh, to get businesses based in their area um, through the bribing them with lower taxes, which, yeah, I think is a bit of a race to the bottom. Uh, absolutely, and it, and it results in many people in the developing world missing out on gaining the benefits for their natural resources. But look, we're not immune from mm. that. Um, yeah. Here in Australia, the gas industry particularly has been very good at avoiding paying taxes and royalties for the gas uh, that they extract out of here from Australia. So the benefits to us uh, as the community for the uh, extraction of our gas and the export of our gas is very minimal um, as a result of that. Mm, that's really interesting. That's a really topical issue at the moment too, gas, and we will be doing a program on gas in our next program. So uh, in your letter, Mark, getting back to your letter, you say, at a time when the majority of Australians are looking for governments to keep spending to get us through the pandemic, the last thing we should be thinking about doing is giving away government revenue to the wealthy. So what would you say to the argument that if you look after the wealthy and businesses, they'll invest, they'll employ people, the economy will be stimulated and more people will earn more money and everyone will benefit. So how would you respond to that argument? Look, the, the evidence, just purely on, on the evidence, that, that would not hold up. Uh, the latest analysis shows that low-income earners in Australia uh, have been spending around 15% more 
of their income at the moment due to the mm-hmm. pandemic, whereas wealthy people are spending around 15% less. Mm-hmm. So giving more money away to the wealthy will actually result in just more money going into bank balances. Mm-hmm. If you're looking to actually drive economic activity, resulting in more jobs, resulting in things returning to normal, you wouldn't be giving it away to the wealthy. And we've already seen, you know, helpfully... Uh, Andrew Lee, Labor MP in the Parliament, has exposed the fact that we've seen a number of large corporations who have been able to claim JobKeeper and then have used that to provide bonuses to their executives rather than that money flowing down to workers and people who are going to spend the money in our economy. So if you want to Mm -hmm. to generate economic activity, you want to give it to people who are going to spend it and you also want them to spend it when it's needed. So the stimulus is going to be needed soon. Mm. What's being talked about with these tax cuts, the earliest it could kick in is likely to be by the 1st of July 2021. So mm. you're actually not seeing the money flow uh, when it should. Mm. Uh, and 50% of that, so this is based on on analysis done by the Australia Institute, they found that 50% of the benefit uh, of the, the $300 billion that that would cost government revenue over the next 10 years, 50% of that benefit will go to the top 10% of uh, wealthy income earners. Wow. And the uh, somewhere between 80 to 90% of that benefit of those that tax giveaway would flow to the top 20% of income earners. So overwhelmingly, this is flowing to the wealthy, whereas the bottom 20% of Australians would get nothing out of the proposed tax cuts. So this is is following through on the tax cuts that were already agreed in the Mm -hmm. parliament. Um, And the reason the bottom 20% get nothing is because there was an abolition of the low and middle income tax offset. So a benefit Mm -hmm. is being removed for low income earners. They get you know, so that basically wipes out the the benefit they would have otherwise gotten from mm-hmm. tax cuts. Um, so effectively, the bottom twenty percent, who are people who are likely to go and spend money buying things locally, which was is what you would need to drive uh, the economy and to create jobs. Um, that would be, you know, that that's the cost. The other point, the other um, research that's been recently done. So, ACOS pointed out Deloitte had done a, a study showing that, for example, the cuts to the coronavirus supplement that the government has announced, so this removing mm. the, the kind of support that's been there during this pandemic, mm. is going to cost the economy around $31 billion and will result in 145,000 jobs being lost over the next two years. So we've got the government doing the exact opposite in this case of what they should be doing if they want to re, re-energise the, the economy and create jobs. Yeah, it's pretty outrageous. You wonder how they could even justify it to have, what, um, 50% of benefits going to the highest 10%, I think, that's from the Australian Institute. That's incredible. Um, It's almost as if the coronavirus is being used as a guise to bring in these changes because, you know, from what I'm reading, even the most conservative economists and commentators are saying this won't stimulate the economy. Um, not only won't it, well, is it very highly inequitable, um, outrageous, but it won't stimulate the economy. And, and I saw, uh, I think, John Hewson, who was former Liberal opposition leader, said, I'm, look, I'm reading this now, the LNP naively hope 
tax cuts are good politics, but they won't be as they increase inequality and fail to ensure job security and increasing wages with our economy still struggling to exit recession. So, um, uh, look, in the essential, essential media polling has actually shown that people want to see the government investing in things that will restart the economy and simulate jobs. And the overwhelming majority of Australians do not want to see tax cuts being given to the wealthy at this at this time. Um, you know, and, and you would get a lot more benefit from investing in providing, continuing to provide support through JobSeeker and JobKeeper during this time, which is the kind of thing that ACOS has been talking about, mm-hmm. and also investing in social housing. You could actually mm-hmm. create a whole lot of jobs immediately through building construction. Uh, it's been done in the past when Australia's been in, in economic hardship, and it is a way of, of providing jobs and getting money into the economy very quickly. Mm. So we'll have some music now and have a bit of a think about that before coming back to our discussion. We're going to listen to The Mountain Suite, Mountain Pass by The String Contingent, followed by a promo.
mob, it's Dr Mark Winnetong here. Coronavirus has certainly changed the way we live, work and connect. These changes can be hard for some of us and can make us feel no good in our head or spirit, like sad or worried all the time. Some of us might already be dealing with other things like sickness, trauma, and this can make it really hard for us to feel good about anything at the moment. If you're feeling like this, remember, it's okay to ask for help. Have a yarn to someone you trust, like your family or an Aboriginal and Torres Strait Islander health worker. You can also call Beyond Blue, Lifeline or the Kids Helpline to talk to someone or look at some helpful information at headtohealth.gov.au on the internet. A 3CR supporter. You're listening to Think Again 3CR 855 AM on your dial. 3CR digital and streaming at 3cr.org.au. Today I'm speaking with Mark Zernsack from the Tax Justice Network Australia about the federal government's plans or proposal, which we hope won't go ahead, to bring forward tax cuts for the wealthy. So, Mark, we know that our systems are set up to keep those with the most power and wealth uh, in their lofty places and the rest of us in our lowly places. This is been demonstrated really well by Thomas economist Thomas Piketty in his second mega volume of Capital and Ideology, which came out recently. So, Mark, what does the Tax Justice Network propose for taxation and any other initiatives in the forthcoming federal budget? Look, in in the ideal world, look, an immediate measure we would be recommending is a digital services tax. So that would be a tax targeting the big tech corporations that have hugely benefited during the pandemic. Mm. We've seen companies like Amazon get huge advantages and boost to their uh, profits and, and sales as a result of the pandemic and the shift in the way people have, have been spending money. So having a tax that would specifically target those companies that have benefited out of the pandemic would be a way to raise more revenue to cover the costs that government has incurred in, in mm. supporting the community to get us through this this pandemic. Um, and I mention Amazon particularly because it's been criticised in the press for efforts to stop uh, union organising within the organisation has been the mm. allegation that's been raised. Look, in addition, in the ideal world, there have been some issues of tax reform that unfortunately, uh, you know, had didn't get up at the last election that would still certainly be worth pursuing. So there were things like uh, addressing the capital gains tax discount, which treats mm. investments on static property differently to tax on income. Uh, there's there's no good reason for that. A lot of economists would argue addressing negative gearing, again, which benefits uh, investors in property. Mm. Uh, the superannuation system is another area where you could introduce more tax fairness. Overwhelmingly at the moment, the, the flat 15% tax rate on superannuation is a, a huge benefit to the wealthy uh, the ACTU, Australian Council of Trade Unions, has certainly recommended some sensible reforms in that space towards making that fairer. Look, I don't think, unfortunately, though, that this government will deliver those things in this coming budget. Mm. Uh, this, this would be about a fairer tax system. Ultimately, we would love to see some further reforms to also mean Australia was doing more to assist developing countries in mm. you know, making sure that multinational companies are not ripping them off with tax. One thing the government might be open to, they have flagged previously that they were interested in this area, would be to not be giving contracts, government contracts, to companies engaged in tax avoidance 
uh, tax evasion or that don't have a show a good tax record. Now, that would be a very mm-hmm. sensible uh, measure to be introducing to try and drive some uh, better behaviour by some of the corporate sector. Yeah. On, the, on the spending side, look, I, I, the investment in social housing would be a good mm-hmm. thing to do to stimulate the economy, keeping uh, some of the support payments maintained job seeker at a higher rate than pre-pandemic would be good, and investment in clean energy um, mm-hmm. as, as an opportunity to drive a future that's focused more on where we need to be heading from an environmental point of view as well. Yeah, I think um, you mentioned before and a few commentators have said as well is cutting to tax is going to mean cutting services somewhere and, you know, look at what's happening with our universities to start with. Uh, And you've mentioned social housing, um, Centrelink payments, renewable energy. There's lots of areas that money could be being spent and look at our aged care system. So, um, it, it seems quite unconscionable to be wanting to funnel our Commonwealth up to the wealthy, up to the wealthier people, uh, and, and cutting services for all the people who need them at the same time. And especially as has been reinforced so well lately, is we really need proper investment in our public health system to start with. And you'd think COVID would have taught that to all of us. Absolutely, absolutely. Mm. So on that note, we'll go to a promo and we'll be back in soon to finish off our discussion. Have you heard it on the news about this fascist growth thing? Evil men with racist views spreading all across the land. They're pulling on the boots in Brazil and wiping off the eggshells in Moorabbin. Fascism's on the march and we say, yeah, nah. Yena Passaran is a new weekly program on 3CR dedicated to tracking this rise in Australia, Aotearoa and all around our increasingly warm little globe. Every Thursday at 4.30pm, we'll be talking to writers and fighters about some angry blighters. You're listening to Think Again, 3CR 855 AM on your dial, 3CR digital and streaming live or streaming at 3cr.org.au. I'm Jennifer Burrell and I'm talking with Mark Zernsack from the Tax Justice Network Australia about the federal government's plans to bring forward tax cuts for the wealthy in the guise of a COVID response to stimulate the economy uh, against all the evidence that that would even happen. So it seems that leaving it to the experts and the journalists is not going to get us very far in terms of trying to change the system. So Mark, how can people get more involved and support the push for a fairer tax system where the wealthy pay their way and properly contribute to society? Look, I I think people need to if they're not already, get involved in some of the larger community movements and community organisations that are working for a better society. And part of that is is a focus on reform of our, our tax system. So I'm going to give a plug for some that the Tax Justice Network Australia uh, has, has been supportive of and particularly leading off with Australia Remade, which is a broad coalition of civil society organisations which have developed a vision for the kind of Australia that we would want to have and people can find that at australiaremade.org is mm-hmm. the website address for that. The other one is obviously the concern about trying to make sure our democratic system works for us and works for the benefit of people and not 
become disillusioned with democracy. So mm -hmm. there is a, a movement called the Australian Democracy Network, uh, which people can find at australiandemocracy.org.au. Beyond that, there are some really worthwhile campaigns that that uh, people could lend their support to. There's the Everybody's Home campaign, which is mm -hmm. a broad coalition looking at housing and, and addressing our housing needs in Australia and making the housing system fair for everyone. There is also then supporting ACOS and their campaign to try and make sure that we keep job seeker payments at a rate that's fair for people and helps mm. people, when, particularly when you know there aren't enough jobs in the economy to allow people to be able to be in paid employment. It's unfair to then punish them by keeping them in poverty. So mm. there's the need to make sure they have adequate payments. And look, finally, I, I would suggest to people being connected with an environment group. Um, I mean, certainly... Uh, I'd give a hat tip to the Australian Conservation Foundation for their work around looking at our democratic system and, and we've worked closely with them around uh, democratic reform work, uh, which has been good. But there are a range of very good environment groups and people will obviously, you know, need to pick the one that they think best suits their interests. But part of our future needs to be one that's environmentally sustainable as well. Mm. Well, thanks so much, Mark Cernsack, for explaining the federal government proposed tax cuts today and really giving us a few really good ideas there for what we can all do to help create a fairer society. I suppose uh, just an additional community service announcement is that Anti-Poverty Week is coming up. It's starting from the 11th of, of October. So if you'd like to see how you can do something about poverty in our society, just put into your search engine Anti-Poverty Week. Thanks for listening to Think Again on 3CR Community Radio with Jennifer Burrell and guest Mark Zernsack. Remember, if you want to send us a message or ask about anything from today's program, you can email Borderlands, borders at borderlands.org.au. Just put Think Again in the subject line. Our programs are available by podcast and the 3CR website at 3cr.org.au. We would also like to thank Clive for pulling this program together while Mark and I connected remotely in the time of the COVID. Meanwhile, stay tuned for Jailbreak, which gives a voice to prison inmates, their families and their friends. To bring us into this program, please enjoy World Turning by Yothu Yindi.